0: I take the bus to work every day. I spend less money on gas, less wear and tear on my car, less money on maintenance. And after I work all day, I can get on the bus and just mentally check out and let someone else do the focusing and the driving and the sitting in traffic. It's great. I love it. Today, When it was 95 degrees outside, the bus was 50 minutes late because the bus broke down and we had to wait for another bus to come get us. So while I'm outside, I'm expressing my angst to someone else about how irritated I am. I'm hot and sweaty in my mind. I know I want to come home and record this podcast so I can get it out to y'all. And this person tells me, you need to be thankful that you have a way home and a home to go to. Now, while I completely understand that perspective, I was upset. So I had to say, no, no, no. I am grateful. However, it's okay for me to be, be to be frustrated in this moment because I want to go home. And I have stuff to do. And then on top of that, I was hot. I was hot and I was hungry so I'm sharing that with you all because it's all about acceptance accepting how you feel about something and accepting that it is okay to not always be in a good mood because we're human so today we're gonna talk about acceptance well in this episode because it could be evening So in this episode, we're going to talk about acceptance and why it's so important for us to be able to grow. Let's get into it. Triple C community, what's up? Let's get into this second episode. Beautiful people, welcome back. (laughs) Y'all came back for episode two because y'all love me. I love y'all too. But um thank you. And it's curl's confidence and conversation, season 1, episode 2. And it's like, uh, when you find out something about yourself, when you find out something about someone else, when you find out, you know, about this big task you got to do at work, it's like, bro, do I really like do I really have to accept this? Like do I really like for real for real I got to accept this? And that's what we going to talk about. And by the way, yes, you do have to accept when you got to do something at work <laughs> that you don't want to do. <laughs> just like I had to accept that day, I had to accept that my edges just don't respond to edge control. I don't give a damn what brand it is, Hicks, whatever, it don't matter. I just had to accept it. Like, accept it, sis. Your edges don't like to be controlled, okay? Okay. So, anyways, accepting me, right? Um, if you are coming over from the first episode, you already know that about four months before I walked down the aisle to become a wife, I got diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety. And now I have to talk about. How I accepted who I was. Now what? Like now what do I do? I know I have PTSD. I know I have anxiety. Now what do I do? Do I tell people? I didn't. Do I go continue to get help? Nope. I didn't. Because as odd as this may sound. Even though it was kind of hard for me to wrap my head around the grand idea of having PTSD and having anxiety. Something inside of me became soothed and more calm. Because now I know that quote unquote it has a name. Like how jittery I get when I feel like I'm not moving fast enough, or how my thoughts are running. 50,000 miles ahead of me. And even though I'm sprinting like Usain Bolt, I cannot catch up to them and like scrape my fingertips on them. Now I know that that is my anxiety. Now I know that I can be really happy for an extended amount of time and fall into these really dark spaces because something triggers me without me even realizing that I have been triggered now and, and fall into these dark spaces after being triggered, now I know that that is my brain responding to my PTSD. You know, and for me, now that it's now that those things now that those feelings had a a name now that they had a term, I could, I could connect them to something that I could associate my feelings to these huge grand ideas, um, that, or these things or whatever you want to call them, how I feel can now be defined as something. And honestly, in my mind, when I got my diagnosis, I thought that that was it because for me, knowing was half the battle. And I know you hear that all the time, knowing is half the battle. So I accepted the, both of the diagnosis. I accepted that. I accepted that. But a small part of me still did not ex- completely accept the point that it was a part of my life. And I did not accept that there were things about these huge ideas that were now a part of my life. There were things that I needed to learn about these things and how they really affected me and how they affected my interactions with people and how and how my PTSD and how my anxiety affected my interactions with people up until the point that I got diagnosed because now I'm starting to go back and think about you know certain familiar relationships and why I responded to them the way that I did or why I felt a certain type of way but I'm thinking about these things but I still don't have a clear understanding Of what they mean to me and how they affect me. So if you listen to the first episode, you know, or you remember that I share that I started having interactions with someone that really put me in the mind frame of, oh my God, this is something that I have to get a tackle on. Because my anxiety was kicking into like high gear at this point. So that was when I reached out and established a relationship with a counselor. And so my first therapy session or my first counseling session, I use those terms interchangeably. So don't get confused. If I say therapy, I'm talking about counseling. If I say counseling, I'm talking about therapy. We just going to throw that out there. So I went to the first session and mind you, the point that, that, that point that I was at, at that time was the one thing that kind of just pushed me over the edge Because I started thinking about, it was a whirlwind of things that started happening in my mind that were triggered by this particular relationship. I started going back and thinking about all types of reactions I had to all types of friendships. And so at this point, I'm in my mind shut off mentally, like closed down and honestly and truly just keeping it real just being frank I was fucked up I was fucked up when I went to my first session and I cried I cried the entire session like and I'm not talking about like regular Cute cry. I'm talking about chin disappearing type cry, like when you were like oh god, like that. <laughs> that was how I was. Like all of my teeth were showing. My cheekbones ached because my face was squinched up the entire time because I was just crying. My eyes were bloodshot red. My like they were swollen. And I remember <laughs> sitting across from my counselor and I'm thinking, this person, <laughs> this person probably think, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this girl? <laughs> it's, I can laugh about it now, real talk, y'all. I can laugh about it now, but I was miserable. I was so Fucking miserable. And I remember that my counselor asked me, well, what do you want? Like, what, what do you want to do? What is the goal? Why are you here? And I remember my response being, I want to learn how to control my thoughts. But the past two years that I have been seeing my counselor I have accepted and this is a part of my acceptance journey I have accepted that I can't control my thoughts I can't you can control them in a sense where you you don't let negativity seep in and take over when you're trying to do things and move forward in your life yes that absolutely yes but the thoughts that I was having about memories about things that had happened to me, about triggers. I had to learn that I could not control those things because they were a part of me, literally. Like, oh, I'm reading this really great book that my counselor told me to read. And I'm not gonna get into it too deep right now because we're gonna save that for another time. But literally how trauma changes your biological makeup. Like to the point where your brain adopts trauma as a child and lives with it. So I had to accept that I could not control. Sometimes I I could not control and sometimes I still can't control being triggered, but I can control my reaction to being triggered. I can control... How much I let it affect me or how long I let it linger. That I can't control. But I had to accept that I had to learn. My job of being a trauma victim was to learn how to accept that I have to cope. I can't control. I can't erase the memory. But I have to learn how to cope with it. Which for me was something that me and my counselor worked on for a really long time was establishing vulnerability. Remember, this is what I talked about in the first episode, not being vulnerable with other people, because I was really good at that. I was really good at that. I was really good at opening up and being soft with people to an extent. But I could not do that with myself at all. And even, even this week, even this week, I had a hard time being vulnerable to myself because, because I'm still learning this is a mental health journey, right? It's not over. I can still be really hard on myself and I had to pretty much accept that, (sighs) It's okay. It's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to be vulnerable with myself. It's okay for me to soften up on myself. It's okay for me to give myself passes. It's okay if I have a task list and I didn't get to everything today. It's okay instead of beating myself up about it. So when I was on the quest to learning how to be more vulnerable. I was pushed and tested to be more vulnerable with other people. And I did that and it backfired, (laughs) like a hot ass backfire. Like, damn, it was like, it was, shit. And I was resentful towards my counselor and my counselor (laughs) told me at one point and they was like i'm surprised you stuck around after that because you was pretty pissed Hell to yeah do you think Because you trusted somebody and you like, this person is going to help me. They telling me to be more vulnerable. Try it out because I've never done it because I don't know how to do it. You know, dip your toe in the vulnerability pool. I fucked around and jumped in and the bitch almost drowned. But it's all good. That was something that I had to accept. I had to accept that on this journey, I had to push myself outside of my comfort zone. Because I did a really good job of putting on. And I did a really good job of acting like I was okay at times where I really wasn't, where I was like melting and dying on the inside. And then another part of me being vulnerable with myself or learning how to be vulnerable with myself and learning how to be vulnerable with other people is I had to learn how to accept other people and this is where it got really interesting to me realizing that other people had no interest in learning themselves and this was something i mean i'm just gonna keep it g this is something that i still struggle with to this day i i don't think that i will ever get over this or I will ever get past this I just gotta learn how to accept this gotta learn how to accept that there are some people who really just don't give a damn about learning how their inconsideration and their lack of thoughtfulness affects the relationship because they want to project and deflect everything off on you. And the number one thing that I used to get so angry about because I as I was, you know, going to counseling on a regular basis and I really had like an earnest interest in getting to know myself and my quirks and the things that I could do to make people more comfortable around me, learning how I could communicate better, learning how I could make people feel more comfortable. I started sharing. I slowly but surely started opening up about my process, about me getting to know myself and the things that I struggled with. And I found out very early on that when I started sharing that information with people, people would throw it back at me and it would drive me nuts. The number one thing that used to drive me nuts the most was when I would share with someone that I was going to canceling and Oh, I learned this about myself or I learned that sometimes I <laughs> jump to conclusions. Ooh, I'm never going to get out my feelings about when my counselor told me that. But I learned that I jumped to conclusions. I would have a disagreement with with a person and their response would be you need to go back to therapy because you still need to work on how you know you can learn how to talk to me or that's something you need to work on you need to go back to your therapist and ask them how you can first of all rude and not only is it rude it just Once again, I'm keeping a G. It pissed me the hell off. Because when someone opens up to you about. When someone becomes vulnerable with you, I should say. About what they're learning about themselves the things that they're accepting about themselves when they're looking themselves in the mirror and accepting that there are things that they do that hurt people and when you are in an argument with that person and you just throw all the responsibility for the disagreement off of that person and lack self-awareness about how the things that you they did or the things that they said affected the entire situation and it's like oh well you the one going to therapy so you the one with the problem don't no like don't do that don't do not do not do that like don't do that to me and it puts a person who's learning how to become vulnerable it puts them in such a defensive state and I say that because I was that person I was that person that was being told you need to go back to therapy and you and your therapist need to work on how you I'm questioning at what point are you going to accept that you did something to contribute to what's going on right now? At what point are you going to accept that your mouth is foul, that you need to learn how to talk to people, that you need to come aware about how you present yourself and how your disposition is screwed up and out of whack? At what point are you going to do that? Reciprocating the respect. That was another thing that I had to accept. I had to accept that when I opened up to people and when I became vulnerable with people, that there was potential for it to get thrown back in my face. And I had to learn how to cope with that. I had to learn how to deal with that. I'm really, I'm really good at it now. I'm not the best, but I'm a whole, <laughs> I'm a whole lot better at it today than I was last year. Because I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still in a if you bug mode. Like if you say something sideways to me, if you get bent out of shape, I'm going to put you in your place. Cause that's just how I go. Like you are not finna punk me point blank, period. But now I'm like, okay, I can step back. Because it's all about controlling impulses. Something that we all saw that R. Kelly don't know how to do. But I digress. Learning how to control my impulses. Thinking things through. Calming myself. And just kind of being like, okay. Accepting that this person is who they are. Because this is who they are. No longer taking it personally, that there are some people that have no interest in learning that they themselves can be better. I had to learn how to accept that I cannot always take that personally. I'm still working on that. I'm still working. On that, Because, you know, learning to be more self-aware so I can be more considerate. And then I'm experiencing the behaviors from other people. Like other people are doing the things to me that I used to do. And I remember I said this in the first episode. And just kind of settling in on the fact that this is definitely going to be an ongoing process for me when it comes to dealing with people. And now, do y'all want to talk about my anger? Because I got angry. Sometimes I still do get kind of angry. Water break. Because... The biggest thing came down to when, when it finally dawned on me that I have PTSD and I have anxiety because of something that someone else did to me. And I have PTSD and I have anxiety because of something that I witness someone do. Both of these things happen to me because of something that happened to me and I witness various things. Various things happen to me and I witness various things. And these things happen to me and I witness these things happening to other people at the hands of the folks that were doing these things. Because it was something in them that they were not aware of. Because they had insecurities, because someone projected unhealthy habits and traits and instilled unhealthy habits and traits into them. And so I, in turn, became subjected to that. And it's like someone else put their demons on my back. And now I have to accept that I have to work through other people's problems because their issues have grown on to me. And I accepted. it. I accepted these people's unhealthy traits and their unhealthy habits and their insecurities because I was young and I didn't know any better. Because... There was nobody there to say, no, it shouldn't go like this. No, you shouldn't feel like that. There was nobody around. I was young. Like, I was a kid. And when you're a kid, you're impressionable. You don't think for yourself when you're like 8, 9, 10 years old. You're following the lead. You're following the model that's right there in front of you. And so I'm picking up all of this stuff, even when I was a young adult and I'm in these relationships. Once again, I'm in relationships and, and not just, not just romantic relationships, y'all like, don't, you know, don't get sucked into that. Familiar relationships, romantic relationships, relationships with friends, these friendships, because all, you know, cause people and even me, myself included, I'm not excluding myself from that. Everyone has these things that they're dealing with that they project off onto other people. And most of the time they're doing it and not realizing it. Because once again, there's that lack of self-awareness. That's why self-awareness is so important. That's why we all have to learn to be self-aware. So I'm picking these things up and I'm putting them in my purse. And I'm picking up these insecurities and these unha- unhealthy ha- um, habits and traits, and I'm putting them in Kroger and Publix bags, and I'm carrying them around with me. I'm carrying around other people's baggage, and I'm bringing these, I'm bringing these filled bags into all the relationships, even the professional relationships. My guard is up. I'm insecure. I'm paranoid because I done been lied to. Because when I was a child. Certain people not told you, you can't trust nobody. Don't tell nobody this. So even when people came into my life that really were trying to help me, I didn't trust them. I didn't trust nobody because fears and insecurities of other people were projected onto me. And I was holding on to those bags, for dear life because I did not want to let go because I did not want to believe that anybody was there for me and that anybody had my back, that anybody was going to hold me down. I did not. So when I had to accept that it's okay to let go of things that you well, that I, sorry, y'all focusing on me right now, (laughs) I had to learn that, I can let go of these things that just because I'm accustomed to holding on to them, just because I've grown to to accept this Kung Fu grip that I have on other people's baggage. I had to accept that it's okay to let that go. Is it going to be easy to let that baggage go? Hell no. Especially when you were at the point that I was at in my life. I was 29 years old. I had been holding on to this baggage since I had a conscious. So pretty much in a whole quarter of my life. 25 years. And When you hold on to something for 25 years, you don't let that go in a matter of a month or two. It's been a full two years since I've really consistently been working on letting certain things go. And I still haven't let some things go 100%. And that's another thing that I've had to accept is that it takes time. I mean, damn, who who's patient? First of all, (laughs) who who's patient? And I know, I know for this one, it's like, I probably sound kind of preachy, but I get really passionate about it because it's my story. And I get so passionate about it because I want, I want to resonate with somebody out there, even if it's just one person that It is okay to have a bad day. It is okay to be upset about something. And what I have learned is I can. I give myself permission to have a bad day. I give myself permission to not feel good. And in those moments, I accept it. I get me some ice cream. I close my laptop. I shut off my brain. I turn on my oil diffuser. I drip a little lavender eucalyptus oils in there because I like to mix some. You know, I like that combo situation. I lay down. I take naps. I watch some of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Netflix series. I'm watching. Shout out to Cuba Gunn Jr., because I'm late as all get out, but I'm watching that OJ Simpson crime story. Y'all, it's like I'm, I was a kid. Like I was a little kid when that happened. But I remember, I remember that happened. So it's just like watching it play out. But yeah, that's what I'm watching. And that's what I'm, that, that, I'm not watching. <laughs> that's what I do. I give myself permission. It's a bad day. It's a bad day and I'm not feeling okay right now and I can sit back, I can relax, I can close my eyes, I can drink a glass of wine and I can take a break. A year ago, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that without beating myself up because of my anxiety, because I became so anxious because if I made a list, I had to do everything on it by the time and the date. That I did it. Some of y'all are going to think that is crazy. Some of y'all is going to think that is nuts. But for my people listening to this who live with anxiety, it is possible. It is possible to live with it. It is possible to deal with humans. (laughs) It is possible to function. And it is possible to be happy. Now it's two days this week that I was really unhappy and I was really stressed, but today was a better day for me. And it's all about being confident and being courageous to face another day, point blank period, because it ain't over till it's over. And I say that confidently because I'm a firm believer in that. And if one way doesn't work for you, it's okay. Find another way that works for you. And to anybody who is out there who is questioning if they need to start a mental health journey, if you're questioning it, I would encourage you to go see someone. If you even have to question it. And it's not a bad thing. And I'm really open about it two years later. But in the beginning, I wasn't. You don't have to tell anybody. If you want to share, that's fine too. And you are not constrict- restricted. Excuse me. You're not restricted to just one counselor, one therapist, one psychologist, If that, if one of those, if your initial situation, you don't gel with that person, go try someone else. Go try a different method. Write, journal, get it out. Get it out. I'm serious. I'm so serious, y'all. Sometimes even with the the first podcast episode that I recorded, when I went back and was editing it, I literally taught myself through stuff. Like I really do, y'all seen that me, y'all seen that me where it was like I talk to myself, you know. So you know, because I'm a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur. I talk to myself. So if you, if you see me talking to myself, don't disturb the business meeting. <laughs> it could be a meeting between you and you, between you and yourself, because. I'm a firm believer in everything don't work for everybody. So if it's anything that I share with you, if you like it, pick it up, put it in your bag of special tools, hold on to it, keep it and use it. If it's something that I share or that I say or that express that you don't gel with, that's okay too. leave those things down by the wayside. Let somebody else pick them up if they want them. You don't have to pick up everything that everyone is putting out there for you okay so I'm gonna leave on that note like I always say y'all know where y'all can find me key curls over on instagram k-e-y-c-u-r-l-s also we got um we got gmail so y'all can email me hit me up let me know what y'all want to talk about let me know what y'all want to hear k-e-y-c-u-r-l-s at gmail.com and as always stay encouraged and motivated (laughs) Peace.